Hello, welcome. It's yet another of your favorite Star Trek watching podcast. A star to steer her whatever the hell. <laughs> We're not the Delta Flyers. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd make wish. a sexy Tom Paris. Oh. No, this is a star to steer her by. We're here. We've been watching lots of Voyager, like we do. Uh, the week's episodes for this week are going to be episodes The Disease and Course Oblivion. So keep up with all of our Voyager watching uh, with me, Ames. And me, Caitlin. And I, Jake. And me, Chris. But wait, who the fuck are you? I think there's a silver blood duplicate. I am the clone of James Rossi, who forgot. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a duplicate Rossi here in the in the studio today. I'm sure he'll survive the episode. It'll be great. It's gonna be okay. If I haven't mentioned yet, I probably haven't. And this is the most professional uh, intro I've done in years. Uh, this is episode number 288. Yay! Which just seems like a lot, guys. So many. It's a lot. Are you even halfway done? <laughs> yes, but they keep adding more Star Trek. I actually saw yeah, a thing. Yeah, the goalpost keeps getting moved back. So. I saw a thing the other day. As of the season finale of Prodigy, or maybe the, actually, no, I think it was as of the first half of the season finale, there are now more episodes of Star Trek than Doctor Who. Well, there's also a lot of lost episodes of Doctor Who, so well, those it's, don't count. It's including the full, like, everything that was ever made, including the lost ones. Yeah, Doctor Who had that big chunk where it just wasn't on the air, too. Yeah. So yeah, they're they kinda, had, that cuts into what you'd expect. Well, so did so did Star Trek. It was called, you know, the 1970s and yeah. part of the 80s. To be fair, yeah, yeah. both both series, both series have over eight hundred sixty episodes now, which is fucking crazy. Damn, okay. too I'm many. not going to do a Doctor Wow uh, podcast, guys. That's oh just god, not no, me neither. No, a Doctor no. Wow podcast. No, uh, we are going to talk about, however, the disease. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was during our Spaceballs special, which y'all should listen to because it was a whole lot of fun. Our holiday themed episode for for Spaceballs. I think I, I joked that we should have that new AI program. What's it called? Open AI? Oh, something chat something or. Yeah. yeah. Write up our synopses for us. And I just tried to do that with the disease. So let's oh see what God. it came up with. Yes! I'm so excited. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I told it to write it like a fairy tale so it wouldn't just be boring. So oh. here's what it came up with. I'm pretty sure all of it is factually incorrect. Good, awesome. good. Once upon a time, in a far-off galaxy, there was a spaceship called the USS Voyager. It was on a ver journey through uncharted space, trying to find its way back home to Earth. Okay, so far all right. So far correct. Mostly. One the galaxy day, thing is wrong. One day, a strange disease began to spread among the crew of the Voyager. Fuck. <laughs> Not liking where this is going. <laughs> it caused their bodies to become weak and their minds to be filled with confusion and forgetfulness. The disease was so powerful that it seemed impossible to cure. The captain of the Voyager, a brave and clever woman named Catherine Janeway, okay. knew that she had to do something to save her crew. She called a meeting of all the officers and together they came up with a plan. They decided to send a small team of people to a nearby planet to search for a cure. The planet was known to have many strange and mysterious plants and the crew hoped that one of them might contain the cure they were looking for. The team was led by two of the bravest and most resourceful members of the crew, 
the first officer, Commander Chicote, and the chief medical officer, Dr. Lewis Zimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, it, it's, it's close. It's trying. It's, close. Close. it's trying real hard. At least it wasn't like McCoy or something. <laughs> Together, they set out on their mission, facing all kinds of dangers and challenges along the way. After many trials and tribulations, they finally found a plant that seemed to have the power to cure the disease. They brought it back to the Voyager, where the doctor was able to create a medicine from it. Thanks to all the bravery of the team and the ingenuity of the Doctor, the crew of the Voyager was able to overcome the disease and continue on their journey home, and they all lived happily ever after. So what's funny is... Hooray! (laughs) Up to a point that actually kind of works for the next episode better? (laughs) Mm. But then it also kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the tub episode will stick you on this planet where mm-hmm. maybe you can find a cure. And there's a little bit of like, you know, th- there's a lot of Voyager in there. Um, yeah, it's almost like it, it it created its own Star Trek Voyager episode about Voyager, con- like people on Voyager contracting a disease. Yeah, I think the fact that the yeah. title of this episode is The Disease, and mm. I told it to tell me a plot of the the plot of the Voyager episode, The Disease, as a fairy tale. I think it didn't realize the disease was already an episode, and it just wrote me a new episode. Ah, mm. uh, mm. so it's well, close. It also, it appeals to me as a millennial because it seems to have a message that says, you know, save the rainforest, which. You know, that's one I grew up with a lot, so we're in. So here's what we actually watched, because, you know, as close as that was, and, you know, as great a job as the open AI is doing, and it's going to replace all humans fairly quickly. Here's what we actually watched. Here we are, we're doing the Voyager. Voyager is helping fix the Vero's uh, generational ship, even though they're this xenophobic, skittish race that doesn't want to do anything with anybody ever. Uh, except for Darren Tall, who has been plugging Harry's extension cord into her light socket. Quite literally. No. Wow. Would not have expected that from you, but here we are. Well, it's obvious because Harry starts glowing. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you in this round. Aha, I've done it. Tal says it's called, it's the Olan Vera, but I call it monogamy disease. Because it seems to be like, since they've mated, now they're kind of mated for life kind of a thing. And if they stop being together, they'll they'll have headaches and something. Like ducks. Anyway, word gets across to Janeway when they realize Harry's been glowing. Uh, and Janeway decides, no one has ever been allowed to fuck aliens on Star Trek, Ugh. even though she's apparently never seen an episode of Star Trek. Janeway, yeah. where did this come Janeway from? Janeway has fucked aliens on Star Trek. <laughs> but see, she um, doesn't have to ask permission since she's the captain. Uh, right. She can't fuck her subordinates, but she can fuck aliens. Meanwhile, Tuvok and Neelix are playing detective and they find this stowaway who doesn't want to live on a generational ship because it sucks. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there are also all these parasites that have been eating the hulls of all the ships. So let's connect all these threads. I swear it all fits together somehow. It turns out there's this movement of dissidents who don't want to live on the generational ship because they never get to have adventures. And Tal is one of these rebels, and they've been putting the parasites on the ship so they can break it apart and go do their own thing. Which they do! And the rebels are able to go do their own thing. Sadly, that means it's going to be away from Harry. So Tal's gonna be fine. She goes off with her people to go look at nebulas and shit. And Harry decides he's gonna have a major sulk about it because of the disease that is love. The end. The real disease was the love we made along the way. (laughs) 
Oh, that sounds real gross. This episode was a fucking garbage fire. I mean, it was just yeah. like a lot of plots just kind of haphazardly glued together, much like that generational ship. Here's the problem. The interesting <laughs> yeah, plot was like the D plot. Which one? Yeah. Which one would you say that was? The one about people being like, this life sucks. We want away from it. I don't care about Harry's STD. It was weird and uncomfortable. And also people have fucked up. Are you telling me every time Riker boned down with an alien, he first went to Captain Picard, swung his leg over a chair and said, hey, Jean-Luc, I'm horny. Oh, Please leg. give me well, permission to fuck. So, so Janeway said that, you know, the the like regulations on interspecies relations was like, what was it like three centimeters thick or whatever? <laughs> it was only five pages before Riker. Right. <laughs> Like, he's why we're going three. for a different three centimeters joke. No, me too. No. We're I'm being appropriate. That. Yeah, for it's it's very strange because Star Trek, a show which is known from the beginning for its banging aliens, suddenly uh, is now that's a thing you can't do only when you're Harry Kim. Yeah, yeah I, I almost feel like it should have been you shouldn't fuck these aliens because they're this xenophobic species and it will cause a cause an outcry of some kind. Yeah, if that's just all it had been, like right. special orders in this situation because of the, which at first it seemed like that's what they were going for, but then she was like, it's like a course on it, which, well, <laughs> wow, what a weird course. It's, you think that's it's, taught by the gym teachers? It's, uh, it's the intercourse, Chris. So be, uh. like Janeway, Janeway kind of did spell it out that like what she was most upset about was you disobeyed orders. And yeah. then kind of like backwards justified a lot of a lot of her anger and frustration at her special perfect boy making a mistake, yeah. you yeah, know, and weird. backfilled it with the fact that, oh, well, we have all these regulations that make a lot more sense when you're in Starfleet in the Alpha Quadrant as opposed to out here. Well, I mean, it actually kind of does make sense because like for the Delta Quadrant more than the Alpha Quadrant, in my opinion, because we don't know what kind of people are out there and what kind of weird stuff like it reminded me of mass effect when like you can have sex with garris but you need to have like special fuck cream to do it like we don't know for all we know she could have had some kind of first of all it doesn't sound like she had a vagina right they talked yeah. about what was I, happening there they were they, really they happy they found right. a way no they <laughs> so i i like, loved that like there was like five minutes of this episode dedicated to harry kim and tal being like man our parts dude, that felt great but what was sure going on them together. <laughs> Don't know what I, I, was wow, happening. I missed that somehow. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I how imagine. did you miss it? It was the best part of this it fucking so episode. Funny. I imagine she just has like palm fronds down there or something. Now, now I'm just, I, it's always Futurama, but I'm just thinking of when Fry goes to fuck the mermaid, <laughs> but they can't make it work. Yeah, no, yeah. I think what was. fronds, Jesus. Sorry, that took a minute to sink in. <laughs> The, the like Harry Kim specifically said like I don't think they even have regulations for the things we did last night. <laughs> I know who the fuck wrote this. Yes, Gene back from the dead. Like really funny. Well, and then and then also later later with uh with Seven of Nine when she's talking about like eh, love sucks. Why would you want to have only one partner? That's boring. I thought that was wild. I didn't expect a right? well, seven of that's nine not of even, all that's, people. That's not even this episode. Yeah, saying, isn't that the next one? Was that the oh, next episode? Why wasn't right. that it this is. episode? That, and that's not actually seven of nine. Oh, that's right. That was the but, marriage. Uh, it does make sense. That was the wedding. Seven of nine. Seven of nine, because that's how many people are in her polycule. <laughs> but I think she's, I think, I mean, 
regardless yeah we'll get to that next episode episode. so yeah they did some some real dirty they did they did the nasty in the pasty like the english (laughs) the english baked good sure pasty um yeah yeah i don't know they they did things we literally can't even imagine i you know this would have been such a a better episode if if like because like you know the disease the whatever thing harry kim had that turned out we instantly find out it's not permanent and it's not gonna hurt him and it's not contagious and it's not contagious so it's really nothing the the whole the the glowing thing really just turns out to be a boner yeah it's it's the walk of shame among these people (laughs) oh wow if somebody sees you and you're glowing they're like hey hey good night huh aims if i may his gloner uh, oh wow you may you may not so, but like, i was just thinking it was more like the afterglow i don't know yeah but e- either like way that. it's there was no tension created no, none that, whatsoever which, like it would have been way more interesting and it would have been a totally different episode of course but it would have been more interesting if like he had gotten an std and or it pregnant. was dangerous or pregnant He's got that, the space hurt like i when they were like oh <laughs> i didn't even think it i didn't I, it's so weird how different we are down there. I thought that was going to lead to like <laughs> Harry Kim getting pregnant and him going to her. And she's like, yeah, of course you got pregnant. We had sex. That's what happens. <laughs> Guys get pregnant. Jeez. 100% Everyone of the time you get pregnant. Oh. It was in the pamphlet we um, gave you before you came on board. You've got to be very careful. Yeah. And then the and then it it's like, oh, and then the aliens, it's like, oh, no, it's... uh. Oh, here's what you do, right? You make it a uh, uh, episode about like abortion policy and and like the the aliens are completely morally against any form of abortion and giving birth is always fatal to the male. But I I do something. not see 96 or 7 Star Trek whatever this is. 99 99 Star Trek having the balls to do that story i don't see them doing it today they'd lose a lot of fans never mind balls i just don't think they're capable of telling that story at least not in 19 oh i mean they don't get wrong they'd have told it poorly as fuck but yeah but yeah wouldn't that be a fun sci-fi story pregnant man i'm sure it exists all over the place i mean there's that episode of sliders where that happens with um there's that movie with the Junior. singer. There's, there's that Futurama. There's also uh, that season of Red Dwarf where it ends, and then the pre- the pregnancy kind of happens off screen in the beginning of the next season. In The Sims Two, if you had any character, no matter which which gender character you had, outside at night using the telescope there was a chance that that character be could uh become abducted by aliens and come back pregnant nice yeah but i mean anyway, if, if, I Sam, think, if I think sims 2 would... is done it I, I i think it's narratively explored to its conclusion mm. <laughs> well i don't know if it's been explored in the um you know in the abortion debate as much yeah but every time star trek does a special episode of the week it's such a disaster though but the uh i don't know at the the why would people do drugs episode? I think that great. was a fantastic. <laughs> I don't know, but sci-fi should be used for talking about, you know, social issues. Oh yeah, just, maybe not quite that nail on the head. I guess I, but. I I just feel like we're we're really hitting the part of Star Trek like in 
you know, the the Voyager Enterprise years were like thing like their ability to tell good stories is really starting to hit a hill. True. Like there's that, still like some fair. really good like good things that happen, but like I'm a bit ahead in the show and ooh, there's episodes where I'm like, maybe I just don't want a guest on this one at all, even though it would have lots to talk about. Oh no. Oh yeah, I mean Rossi I, writes an essay. <laughs> I don't think there are like any enterprises that are are good. A lot of them are fun, I'll say, but they're not I like... I thought you loved Enterprise, Chris. Oh, You're I, always defending it. I do, because it is a camp garbage fire. Oh, and season... Camp garbage fire sounds like a terrible... <laughs> season three is mostly <laughs> trash. But when it, like, I enjoy it, it's it's fun, but when it tries to be intelligent, it, it generally fails. It's better when it sticks to just being goofy. Yeah. Perhaps oh, someday we will have some sort of rule or uh, directive to tell us what we can and can't do out here. What will we think- call it? The read alarm. <laughs> the read alert. The read alert. alert. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, I That's hate. like all I remember from the show is like decontamination gel oh, and read God, alert. The decon room. The worst part of I mean, this is we're not on there yet. This though, this this was this was this was bad. Um See, I don't think it was bad. I think it I, was yeah. there wasn't even though all the plots fit together, none of them were complete. Like, I was yeah. really interested in this generational ship rebellion. Yeah. And you see almost none of it. And then the episode's suddenly over. And I realize, yep. wait a minute, what did they spend all of their time on? And mostly I think it's horny mostly, Harry. Yeah, Harry kissing. Yeah. Which, which, you know, good for him. And we get to see his chest a little bit. And Garrett yeah. Wong is a good looking man. I'm, I'll allow it. But I realize, like, <laughs> where is the rest of the episode? Yeah, no, it's it's a bunch of half thought out ideas. Yeah. Sort of hurried to an unsatisfying conclusion. It It's it's weird Just how. Like unf- Harry. It's Aww. weird how. Oh, no. It's weird how unfocused it is for something that kind of wraps everything up in the end yeah like, yeah that's a yeah good way to put it like everything everything is like done but it's just sort of it's just really unfocused despite that yeah it's, like it's the like, Vero leader seems to not care that there's this rebellious <laughs> faction among his people who want to leave well he just and then they just do he seems to think if he pretends they don't exist they'll go away like at well, first you think maybe they're like trying to like oppress it and be like no 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 everything's fine here but you start feeling like no i think he genuinely just thinks if he ignores it it'll go away he is not a i mean and that would have been fine if that was like you know he was like oh that's just a phase we all go through Mm, you know like yeah there was a time where i wanted to wanted to leave this ship and like go see things but then like you know it's like but then he could talk about like an experience where like that got people killed or you know it's like there's a reason why we're cautious there's a reason why we do the slow and steady yeah and that would have at least been like kind of a compelling reason to to have him sort of not acknowledge that it exists thinking it's just a fad when in fact it's a movement you know also like what's their goal to we never really learn it. Like, Go, they, they've probably please? passed by so many habitable planets by this point. They have warp. They're not a generational ship because they didn't have warp. So, like, maybe wh- they're just nomadic or something. Maybe it's just. Yeah, I don't think they're going to a planet. I think they're just going. That's, yeah. And, I, and that's the thing is that that is just. I don't, know. I don't think the writers actually thought the society yeah. through very well. well, like, well yeah, the, yeah they, and they didn't even, like, fulfill the promise of having a generational ship like it it wouldn't have made a difference if it were a generational ship or just any other ship right because yeah. they don't the explore mutiny. that at all not really yeah. yeah no we see a grand total of 
three, maybe four people. I mean, it like, feels to me like I, 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 I don't know if, if this was just like one of those you hear about those episodes where it's like, OK, somebody had this idea for a generational ship and then it got to the writer's room and then it just got torn to shreds and got rewritten by somebody else. Yeah. And like the the seed of the original idea, which was generational ship is here, but nothing else related to it. I could totally see that having been the case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have a note here that I found that Biller, our our friend in the in the writing room, he was interested in the specifically the story of people staying in an unhealthy relationship, and then they tacked onto that this subplot about this kind of revolution on the generational ship that he was never really happy with because it was kind of just tacked on. So, I agree. I agree with you, Kenneth Biller. I don't think yeah, it would have been good even without it, though. <laughs> I, I like so. I guess he also lost the aspect of it being an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. because Tal was great. She was like totally cool. Yeah, like the only That's unhealthy. I kind of wish it were killing him. Something, yeah. or if like after a while you're trying to think, oh, is she just using him for access to Voyager's? <laughs> but no, it's not. She seems to genuinely like him. Yeah, no, she was great. I mean, and I mean, I feel like part of the issue, if it went the if it actually properly went the unhealthy relationship route is it would really feel like, oh, it's the the soul sucking woman partner mm, who's yeah. like destroying the man. Like, oh, God. And we already got a terrible yeah. one of those in DS9. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. God, yeah. There's there's been a pile. few instances of that. There was an instance of the guy doing it, too. So, I mean, I guess they're equal opportunity. So it's fine. Right. Oh, yeah. Man of the works. people. Oh, God. Yeah, but that was actually kind of a... Was it a good episode or was the makeup just good? I can't remember. Oh, you hated that episode. I did? Okay. Yeah, the makeup yeah, I feel like you wouldn't have liked that episode. They had decent makeup and some and Troy was smoking. Uh, like, like middle-aged Troy was pretty hot. Yeah, it's some of the few, like... Well, before she went full raisin, it was actually some of TNG's <laughs> only good old-age makeup. Mm. That's what... Yeah, the makeup was good, but the episode was a fucking pile. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it like, made no sense. Dude, grandma's... Alien. Oh, God. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> That's right. I thought you were talking about Sabrosa. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah, so, I mean, they're about 50-50 at this point, right? It's fine. <laughs> I th- so, although it does seem to speak to some of the, the head writers and producers maybe having relationship problems. Yeah. Mm, Don't so, people uh, have relationship problems, though? I mean. So, speaking, though, of the, the leader of the... Varro? Uh, the Varro. 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 You know, we mentioned this, we were talking about Star Trek parodies off air, and he would appear in the not-picked-up Star Trek spoof, which was apparently created by Jonathan Frakes, called Star Patrol. He was he was the captain, apparently. He wasn't a great actor, at least not in this. I, I mean, maybe he was directed to be that way. I don't know much about him. It was bad. It wasn't bad. I don't know much about him. He apparently was... Briefly, the weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live in 1980, but somehow managed to say fuck on air and got fired. Oh, no. What's yes. his name? Charles Rocket. Okay. Stop. That's what? not his real name. What? Great name, though. Yeah, we open this episode, and it, I, I, it struck me as very strange, the first couple of scenes, as they're just kind of milling about through the Vero ship, and... For some reason, all the angles that they were using made Janeway look like she was just a doll, like doll sized. <laughs> like she was just tiny. And I don't think the guy, I think his name is Jipek, but yeah. I don't know if it's ever said. It is not, uh, I think. 
great. I just uh, saw it on his memory alpha page. Yeah, I don't think he was terribly tall, and I don't think Kate Mulgrew was terribly short, but it just made her look like she was just in a ditch wandering mm. around on this bridge. They they yeah. really wanted to test out those things they saw in uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, the force perspective to, to make Gandalf look big. So, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Kate Mulgrew is five foot five. Hey, that's how tall I am. Yeah, I, so not I particularly short. Taller. No, it's she's average for a woman. We also don't know like what the boot heels are like. Yeah, Jipek was definitely in boot heels. Mm. I really speaking of the the beginning of the episode, I really like that swoop in we got. You where, did? I thought, I thought it was, it was cool. real fake, but uh, well, I mean, no, it looked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it looked but fake, but it was a good thing. Yeah, it was it was interesting and very different. Like it's not something Star Trek does a lot. Something no. I noticed that Star Trek doesn't usually do is the way Voyager was docked was on it like on its side relative oh, yeah, to yeah. another ship. Yep, you don't see that, that much. Three D space. Yeah, it was, it was weird seeing Tom Paris hanging on to like his con and like falling down towards I the know. wall because the ship was sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, man, now that he can't get busted down any further, Tom fucking taking risks for Harry, screwing with the communications. That so that whole okay, so so I kind of want to bring up like the whole beginning chunk of this episode like has some really interesting and good character writing. Like the rest of the script is is really unfocused and kind of all over the place. But like I really liked that they had some scenes that were about nothing. You know, like Tom Paris was basically be, you know, Tom Paris was just like nerding out real hard about like the ship and was just trying to like, he was like bothering Tuvok. Oh, that was and, like, cute. Wouldn't let it go. And Tuvok was like, "Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, is that so?" Yeah. And then and then eventually Tom Paris gives up and Chicote says, That was only like two minutes. How'd you do it? And Tuvok says, Oh, I just waited for his own illogic to overwhelm him. Yeah. Like Yeah, because no one would want to recreate Vulcan in their quarters. No right. one. Even Vulcans. Especially oh, the, Vulcans. Yeah, that's right. He's talking about like a, a way to do the holodeck, but like in yeah. your brain or in your room. Yeah. There's just so few of those just straight character interactions where you get to like see them see these unique people interact so it was real nice how vulcan pissed was tuvok that neelix was right by the way about oh there being the like a stowaway oh yeah the stowaway. yeah because at first he's like uh mr vulcan stuff seems weird and he's like yeah yeah okay fuck you then he reads all the stuff and it's just like oh that little fucking rat yeah. bastard might be right well, it's it's really alarming that so Neelix Neelix comes to Tuvok and says, "Hey, someone used my replicator without permission." And Tuvok is like, "Oh no, someone used the replicator in the kitchen." And Neelix says, "Yeah, but then they like rerouted life support using the replicator." <laughs> and then Tuvok starts paying attention. Mm. Why can you do that? Why can you reroute, can you reroute vital systems? It's like, oh, geez, I was using my replicator and I accidentally deactivated life support in my room and now I'm dead. I, I don't know. Stowaway guy seemed to seem to think everything on the ship was like really like elementary. Like, yeah, everything was easy to him. He's like, I, I, I've been here for days. You didn't notice. <laughs> I could uh, I could see that because it's a generational ship, they would all like their systems must be really protected in order mm. to prevent people from like f from fussing with them because everyone would know how to do everything and they don't want people messing with stuff. So their yeah, security is probably through the roof compared to Voyager. And like uh, Caitlin brought up Mass Effect earlier, there's there's a species in that that is sort of part of a generational fleet 
And they're all just natural engineers because they kind of have to be because all their stuff is constantly breaking. Hmm. So, like, everyone's just really good at all tech. But yes, in answer to your question, Rossi, why why can we do this? Starfleet doesn't lock its fucking doors. I know. They have no concept of good security protocols. Speaking of, Harry Kim stole a ship. <laughs> he did. That, yeah. he, that has like, happened so many times now that, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, Janeway had me doing some garbage chores. I got them done early, so I stole the car. It's like, yeah. how does no one notice this? Yeah, I drove I mean, off with my girlfriend to well, make out they, point. They did notice, didn't they? Uh, actually, I think eventually, a, yes. Maybe eventually, but eventually well, guessing, is not the second he her. left. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they were trying to find her. That's kind probably. of... There's a good chance that if they weren't looking for her, they might not have noticed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is what? Shuttle Theft 3805? Like... It's it's, it's no it's no surprise, but it's just it gets so ridiculous. I mean, there's but, that time that bitchy teenager stole yeah. a shuttle. I mean, the the motherfuckers just really needed. Ah, oh, god damn it! Ruined my own joke. What was that fucking nineties? The club. The club. The club. They just needed the club. Oh, oh I yeah. knew that's where you were going. I'm sorry. I should have spoken up quicker. <laughs> All I could think was low jack, and I'm like, that's yeah. not it. Well, same category. Yeah. Ugh. I actually thought Harry's exchange with um, Janeway when he's getting all in her face about, you know, have you ever been in love? How would you feel if you were if someone said, I'll give you this pill to make you erase your your feelings of love of for like your ex-fiance Mark and all this shit? And that's a good point, Harry. It is. And uh, yeah. for all that the dialogue in a lot of that monologue was kind of stilted. I think uh, Wong did a pretty good job seeing what he'd been given. That line, yes, was was good though. Like Kirk, Harry needs his pain. Yeah, he's he's lucky Janeway didn't take a phaser and set it to you know delete all evidence of your murder. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was that the scene with the cool shot where they walked from the ready room through the bridge to Janeway's office. No, the there monologue was there was. Because there was end, a one, there was a one shot. No, there was a yeah. one shot with Harry. That was where yeah, that was where they cross all the way over. And I thought that once they got into the office, that's where Harry started having having his his moment. Was it? Oh, it's uh, nice. I wish it I noticed. But yes, I remember that. I did notice the shot. Yeah, it's really cool. Because again, another thing they don't ever do. No. And like, so it's 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 neat because like you would have had to have all the actors on the bridge basically just waiting around, you know, hoping yeah. that you know Kate and Garrett don't mess up their lines or whoever has to open the doors. As yeah, often they do goes it multiple times. Trek. I imagine. Yeah. Well, they may not have had to open the doors if they, the way if I was filming it, I would have just made sure that you know the doors weren't ever really quite in frame. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know they're closed. You just you just look at you them. You play and the open. sound effect exactly. once they're off camera. Exactly. Just fix it in post. Yeah. Or just you know someone just trips on nothing. I mean, as, as far as I know, they only had one door opening guy, and it was literally the same person the entire show. So the door opening guy's union is real strict. <laughs> <laughs> There's some job security. What's your job? I'm the uh, door guy on Voyager. Apparently, he was really nice, and he'd mess up sometimes. Like Yay. I think he'd been doing it for years. Like I think he'd started on TNG, if I'm remembering correctly. So he, he was, was kinda, just the door he was getting guy. older, and like sometimes he wouldn't be fully paying attention, and people would like <laughs> run full tilt into doors. I imagine he wasn't the door guy on DS9 though. Those doors were huge. Those probably actually had mechanical components. No, oh, possibly. I don't know. The I big mean, gear I just, doors, I mean, not the sliding. I guess he would have done the sliding. I think those yeah, would they, just roll. Yeah, they probably just rolled. 
Mm. They had a roll guy. Mm. Yeah. But they're all like all the the doors I've I've seen them. They're all like counterweighted, so it doesn't take a lot to open them. Okay. This has been door corner. Yeah. Have we ever thought about cuz you know going back to Harry getting STDs from this woman and that being the disease. I don't know how much we've ever talked about why we don't get sick or get other aliens sick all the time when we first start talking with them. I mean, the scientific reason is that theoretically the biology would be so different that the odds of a disease crossing over would be almost nothing. Not actually nothing, but incredibly low. Like most diseases we get, we can't even give to our closest relative. There are instances where, you know, a disease is capable of, you know, jumping like from birds into people. That's, but Rossi, uh, that's not great, you're forgetting. But... Almost the entire galaxy was seeded by the potato oh, monsters. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> oh. Which is why potatoes are so delicious today. <laughs> I mean, what about time travel? How come we're not getting everybody sick in, in, in history whenever, every time we time travel? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no, we gave them the space flu. They have no defense against it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a bleak sci-fi concept. They, mm. Somebody invents time travel. Goes back in time to witness, I don't know, Anything. something great in history yeah. and gives everybody in history some incredibly common and currently curable disease. Yeah, goes back to watch Edith Healer, Healer get run down. <laughs> and, then, and then literally wipes out the human race. Whoops. <laughs> We've all been there. I'm going to go back in time, step on a butterfly and fuck up everyone's spelling. I knew it was you, Chris. <laughs> no one gets that reference. Hmm? I, I get that reference. Thank you. Oh, it's a reference? <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. Oh, I don't get it then. <laughs> I do not get it. It's, it's Sound it, of Thunder by Bradbury, right? I can't, I honestly can't remember. All, all I remember is went back in time, stepped on a butterfly, went to the future, and an election was lost by several points instead of won by several points, and they spelled things different. That's what happens when you step on a, a prehistoric butterfly. Uh, yeah, I thought the, you were... The Simpsons did a parody yeah. of that. Yeah, too. yeah, it's, yeah. Yes. There no are... donuts. <laughs> oh no, it's raining again. Yeah, I thought you were referencing that episode. No, that episode was referencing what I was referencing. Yeah. I okay. So we've I, we've I got it. <laughs> reference. There's an Ashton Kutcher movie called. Oh no! The yeah, the butterfly effect. effect. Oh, Is it boy. any good? It's it's. I put it in the same category as movies like The Faculty. But you love uh, the Faculty. I do Jake. love the Faculty. Doesn't mean it's but good. Will though. I say so that the Faculty is good? You love it even though it's bad. Yeah. It's I mean, like the faculty, Final Destination, like that whole like teenager, yeah, sci-fi nonsense. Yeah, yeah you can I'm, you I'm can love that. something and acknowledge it's terrible. I it's love not, the it's movie. It's not good. It was fun. I love the movie Van Helsing. It is the worst, one of the worst movies ever made. I thought you were gonna say like I love like I love Caitlin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're not a movie. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you said love something. True. True. Uh, yeah. I like that you said I'm not a movie, but not that I'm not terrible. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just got seriously owned. <laughs> Took you a minute. Blonde under all this dye. Right, so the last thing I wanted to bring yes. up about the disease. So the Vero, the Vero, I don't know if it's Vero or Varo. I keep saying Vero, but fuck it. Their generational ship. You'll remember a couple months back, question sure. marks. We were talking about the largest fictional spacecraft list oh, because yeah, yeah, the yeah. Voth city ship was on that. Mm -hmm. This ship is also on that list because if you uh, did the calculation, it would be about 5.8 miles in length. Oh. <laughs> yeah, ship pretty big. Yeah, ship too long. long. 
If I walked, episode would be over. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was more like a bunch of little ships kind of Yeah, I like that it was modular. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool touch. One one thing I do want to say on this episode, just because it, it dovetail, dovetails into the next one, is like, Janeway was like kind of crappy again in this episode in a lot of ways. Like she had a quote specifically like talking about talking about like Kim. He was she was talking to Chakotay about how Kim was kind of riling her up. And Chakotay says like, well, you want to hear it from me when, you know, when I question your orders. And she was like, yeah, but Harry Kim hasn't earned the right to question my orders. Which is like that's really red flaggy. Like I would not be okay like working with someone who had that kind of attitude about people. Well, Um, she is the captain. I mean, like really nobody has any right to question her orders. I I, like eh, I I I don't know. I just like I wouldn't want to be on that ship. Yeah, and after some of the things Harry has contributed over the years, you'd think I will listen to you. Yeah, Yeah, like you're part of my senior staff. It's been five years of. A very unusual situation. You should have been promoted by now. (laughs) Yeah. And she was also, like, really paternal and pushy to the aliens, basically. Like, they were just like, look, I really don't want you messing with our stuff. And she's like, well, we're going to have to, so give me your stuff. We're going to mess with it. And then later she basically admits that she's like, well, I'm helping them and then maybe they'll help us and give us their technology, like kind of kind of betraying the fact that like her her help is not altruistic. Like, I don't know, like there's a lot of times Janeway looks real ugly to me. I mean, I can imagine, you know not having to be altruistic all the time with uh, with this type of stuff like because otherwise yeah why would they be involving themselves with these people i i will i will grant you that but i will say that like helping people with no expectation of anything in return is a starfleet ideal in an episode where she is ragging on harry for not following starfleet ideals like Mm -hmm. very 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 closely and then she's just kind of like you know "Eh, whatever we went in there and started messing with their stuff hopefully they'll give us something or otherwise I, i guess it's okay we help them i mean it also interestingly that made me reminded me also that they talk a lot in this episode about the supposed wonderful technology that these people have. Their ship seems kind of like a piece of junk. It seems like it a piece of junk. Great. We never see this technology. It's just talked about a little yeah. bit. It, it, they apparently still use a lot of grease and oil on. Yeah, like, everyone's all covered like, in friggin' <laughs> dirt. They should have had a. They should have had that demolition man sex scene between Tal and Kim. There you go. <laughs> That's the technology. Yeah. The, 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 that's that's what Tom Paris was talking about. Man, we got to do Demolition Man one day. Yes, we do. Rossi do can it. be on it. It's, do really it. great. it's so good. Uh, speaking then, of. Uh, Harry Kim. Uh, and, and then uh, Neelix, the technology he gets is uh, Taco Bell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move us on because I'm done with this. Yep. Uh, and we're going to talk about Course Oblivion now. And annoyingly. Hmm? Sounded like you said corpse oblivion. I didn't. Like, I said corpse oblivion. But apropos. And annoyingly, the uh, the open AI chat thinger is giving me is just throwing errors at me, so I can't give you whatever they think corpse oblivion is. But I think I tried it earlier and it got it more right, so it would be less funny. So let's mm. just talk about let's just talk jump in start talking corpse oblivion. Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal in corpse oblivion, guys. It's Tom and Bolana's wedding day. That happens. It goes. But we start seeing all this molecular decohesion going on all around the ship, and that can't be good. And suddenly Torres up and dies. And that's a bad start for a marriage. Mm. Uh, so basically what's happening is everything is slowly melting. The ship, 
the people, the food, everything, except for the stuff that they've brought on board in the last couple of months. And Tuvok and Chakotay start playing detective and they figure out that, huh, we recently watched the Voyager episode Demon from last season. <laughs> you all were there with us. Rossi was here. For those of you that weren't, Yay. we're going to spell it out in an awkward dialogue exchange. Oh, that was, that was so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and they realize, whoopsie, we're silver blood duplicates from that episode, and they recap it because the audience is dumb. Existential crises all around. But wait, the question now is, should we go forward towards Earth? Because at heart, we're the same people, down to the fucking chromosome. Or do we go back to the demon planet where we can survive and maybe watch a bunch of other Voyager episodes to spell out for people? Uh, and it turns out... They do fucking neither, because everyone is just dying the fuck off. We watch Chakotay bite it, we watch Janeway bite it, and finally Harry Kim is left in charge, so you know things are going terribly. <clears throat> uh, and he tries to hail the real Voyager. Holy shit, actual Janeway might come and save the day, and they're coming to the rescue, and we see real Janeway and the rest of the crew that isn't turning into fucking slime monsters. And they're on their way, and they get to the to the meetup point, and there's just all this debris and silver blood floating out in space, <laughs> and they wonder, huh, wonder what that was about. Oh well, warp factor fun, and they fucking leave. <laughs> this? Yeah. I. This is so complicated for me, because... I recognize that, on paper, it is a phenomenal piece of work. But I hate episode? it so much because it makes me so sad. Oh, no. Which I know is its point. It, it wants yeah. me to be sad. Like, it is so, so good as a piece of science fiction, as a piece of Star Trek, as everything. It's just so bleak. It's, it's yeah. so hopeless and bleak and doomed and oh, I, see, I i love bleak shit yeah. this is I, my this is my jam i this think one. that's the thing i was an english yeah. lit major i watch a lot of sad movies i think because it's star trek i'm like no plus it fucking pulls the rug out multiple times and it's like what would happen if star trek characters didn't have plot armor Yes. And that's amazing. Yeah. And everyone does really well. And they all die beautifully. And it's such a good episode. It makes me so inconceivably sad. I remembered this episode. Yeah, this when one. When we got to it, I was like, oh, no. Me up. Not yeah. this one. Because when I first saw it when I was, wait, you said it was 99. So I was mm -hmm. either 13 or 14. So like, oh, as a kid, I just, just hated it full stop because... Nuance. Because how dare thing. you have feels. Yeah, teenagers don't understand nuance. I'm an adult now. And again, like, it's so goddamn, you know? But yeah, also, this... so sad. <laughs> yeah, it, it again, really messed me point, up when but... I first watched it. Like, it was oh. it was just a lot. Like It's so much. It still is. Yeah. I'm still having trouble dealing with it I, I at feel almost like... 40. Oh. I feel like there's like the the way it hits when you're first watching it and you don't expect it, right? You know, especially when you're baby baby child, like you know, it's it. Oh, that's that hits so incredibly hard. It like, really does. They don't even get the fucking time capsule out. You're like, nothing. I know. There is nothing. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, freaking Kenneth Biller. Like they they had less bleak versions, and they just decided, you know what? We just <laughs> people need a day to be sad, and this is going to be our day to be sad because they had a ending in which they at least got the time capsule out and it just was out and you never saw what happened to it they did like here's our inner light capsule because we watched that episode too <laughs> along with demon and it was just out there and there was another one where they actually did encounter 
the real Voyager. And they still probably died, but they talked with them. And they yeah. said, no, 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 fuck that. Let's let's rip everyone's heart out. I'm, I'm, I am okay. I'm okay with them dying. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I wish that the that the um that the probe got out like that is that's the one thing i wish and like because it would still be devastatingly sad don't ever mention what happens to it i would i would mm. probably say like i would probably do something like they launch it when they're in the slipstream so they don't even know where it's going to come out they just like you know it's like the only comfort is that maybe it still exists out there not that they know someone will find it and i think that would have still been a sad ending with like just enough hope in it to keep you from just like just hating everything and be like the universe is cold and unfair and there's no oxygen out there and the universe hates you. Rossi, to quote Seinfeld, no hope for you. Yeah. I want to know what Caitlin thinks because I, I think the four of us have all seen this episode before mm. so we knew it was going to get sad but I want to know what Caitlin said saw going in cold. I thought it was fucking stupid. I had no <gasps> idea why they were trying to get to Earth. There was no, no point in them trying to get to Earth because they were going to die. There was literally no, no! point. I was so mad the whole time. I was like, just go back to the planet where you won't die, stupids. Oh, my God. Oh, I no. I didn't want a Katie, mutiny. Caitlin, no. Uh, I'm sorry. I found oh, you're it really, killing I, me. I found it really boring. No. And I oh, was so harsh. mad. No. Because I was like, why are you not doing the only thing that makes sense? You know that you can't possibly survive. What is the point of going forward? You're going to die anyway. Be- being fair, I also think just... The best plan was let's try to find the closest class Y we can because we know that the other one is kind of a ways off. And yeah, you're probably more likely to find another one because even if they don't stop and dick around every five minutes like they normally do on Voyager, I'm sure getting back there would have taken a while. Of course, they did eventually find one. But miners, miners ruin everything. They're the worst. So I, I feel like. So once once the crew discovers that, like, oh, we're actually the silver blood aliens and we're dying unless we get like to somewhere more hospitable where we're supposed to be. I like, mean, maybe we don't even know like, if that would have worked. Well, so well, yeah, no, I know we don't know that would work. But like Janeway makes the decision being like, no, I'm still Janeway and home is Earth. And mm. I feel like this entire this entire episode is kind of like p- part of it is like an excuse to kind of deconstruct Janeway as a leader where her kind of megalomaniac maniacal like drive to get home at any cost ultimately killed everybody on the ship, which is probably what would have happened multiple times over the show if the, they didn't have the plot armor. Like because this decision makes sense. It trying is trying to blow it, up the damn ship. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes sense. It's exactly what real Janeway would do. Every decision made, every decision that was made was made by the same characters. They just, you know, were, were silver blood clones. Like, you can ignore that, basically. All their decisions are consistent with the rest of the show, but it gets them killed because that's what would actually happen based on, like, Janeway's being, leadership style and what they're up against. Being fair to Janeway, take away their plot armor and everyone would die is true of pretty much every Star Trek. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I once read someone, you know, they're like, fiction makes a lot more sense if you follow the path of quantum immortality. We're basically, you know, we we actually just jump to every version where people survive and there are so many where they did not. Yeah. Mm, I like that. But yeah, yeah. And it also seems to me like it, it 
like Janeway is so used to having the plot armor mm. in universe <laughs> that she can't even comprehend that, oh, we won't find a solution to this yeah, soon. It's, did, it's a did she, very meta episode in that regard. Yeah, did did she say in this episode something along the lines of like, oh, we've been through tough tough spots before I and, think so, and things yeah, like that. Probably. But it's also Some like she's also it. like she's also like saying those kinds of things after Balana is dead, which is a thing that doesn't normally happen. Yeah. She almost died a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. She did I mean, die Harry, a couple Harry times. Kim, yeah. The fact that like Harry Kim is the only one that survives to the end <laughs> yeah. is like very, it's very like, it's like payback for all the times that he just died, right? Yeah. Like, oh God. I, I, I feel like, I feel like clone Tom was done dirty in this episode because like he had like that nice, the nice wedding and like the really like heartbreaking goodbye with Bolana that was like, yeah. that was like really solid and good. But then they kind of just made him grumpy the rest of the episode and then they killed him off screen. Like I was like, no, he no, was... I, I, I loved Tom this whole episode because he he's on the verge of mutiny the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. And Janeway has to keep telling him either mutiny or 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 stay or shit or get off the pot. God yeah. damn it, Tom. Uh, <laughs> he, he gave this great line when he when they first figure out because he's ha- he's a in sh- in mourning over his dead wife. Yeah. And and B having all these existential crises and the line he gives it is uh when when Kim just comes over and says, "Hey Tom, there's no one here by yeah. that name." Yeah. And I swooned cuz that's yeah. such a great line. They're they're also the original copies those two. They're the oldest on the Yeah, ship. they're the oldest oh, of, yeah. the, of the the silver bloods. Also, I think p- part of the reason why Tom seems to have a lot of swagger in this episode is because unlike Mm. Tom in other episodes, this is Lieutenant yep. Paris, mm-hmm. that's not the, Ensign, Ensign Paris. The really um, very subtle clue I, that something's up at the beginning. Oh, yeah, he's at yeah. the other pip. It's one of the first things they show in the episode is Tom Paris still as a lieutenant. When, she's, yeah. when she actually does the wedding ceremony, she specifically uses his rank. Yeah. Like they like Lieutenant yeah. Eugene Paris. And yeah. maybe if you're and watching since they're it, in dress uniform, it's apparent because you're yeah, you look like, oh right yeah, this is what there. the dress uniform looks like. Oh, that's where their pips are on the dress uniform. And your eyes go right there. Yeah. And maybe, you know, when you're first watching it, you write it off as, oh, as a wedding present, she re-promoted him. <laughs> or just yeah. like, or just like don't think. a production mistake, no. you know? Like, oh, they must have yeah. aired this out of order. Yeah, they aired it out of order, or oh, they forgot to show on screen. But it's or, it's actually very subtle foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, so what's most fascinating is now we can look back at any episodes between Demon and Now and ask, which crew did this episode happen to? Unfortunately, we can probably determine they were all by the real crew because Tom Paris Damn got it. demoted pretty fast after Demon. Uh, Damn yeah. it. So, unless... Yeah, there's a very That would have been really cool if they, if they had known, if they had like planned this ahead of time and actually had a few episodes where the only difference is Tom Paris as a lieutenant. And then you go back and you realize, oh my god, these things like it's like we're not even watching the real crew right now didn't happen well it happened but happened but yeah. not it's like oh god the real crew won't but remember I do, this I, it's really interesting to me you know because i'm sure they weren't really thinking of it that all that much but the the differences that are there are really significant right so this voyager has an enhanced warp drive yeah. that can yeah. get them back to earth in two years isn't it mm-hmm. the thing Where that's they killing that? them yeah. Well, it is, but they even say, "Oh, we knew about the radiation, but we knew that the radiation wouldn't harm human tissue." Right. So we thought it was fine. Or Vulcan tissue. 
Well, yeah, they yeah, said yeah. humanoid. No, they knew Vulcan. Not biological they knew, they matter. Knew Tuvok was dead. It, it really was going to kill kill Vulcans. <laughs> but because we're silver bloods, it does affect us. So presumably, if they were some, if they got their time capsule out or whatever, and the other Voyager had found it, maybe yep. there was instructions on how to build this super fucking warp drive. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's listen, why they, not, listen. it's. Sorry, it's not slipstream. Also, nope. oh, I thought it, I, I thought it's slipstream. It's its own thing because this because demon was before uh, open fear, hope and fear. Damn. So, so they right. don't know about slipstream, and it seems to run in a very different way. Like they're basically pushing the engine to its absolute limit. Yeah, it just sounds like it's just like they boosted the engine to go like nine point nine nine nine. We we've yeah. reached warp they eleven. Finally... <laughs> yeah. We broke the ten. We skipped the ten barrier yeah, an hour to like right twelve to or thirteen. That's, see, that's when you skip ten and no one turns into lizards. Damn it! This, but I want to be lizards. <laughs> this warp engine goes up to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my actual question. The one thing that like took me out of this episode multiple times. Yes, we're all duplicates. Fine. We saw we saw that happen at the end of Demon. A plus. Thumbs up. You you brought something back from a, a previous episode. Sure, they have the ship because the the planet just made the ship for you. I accept that too. But the EMH. How yeah. is he also a duplicate? How is because he affected they, in the exact they, same way? They copied. His, uh... They copied the ship as well, and they copied all the data in the ship. So they, they basically made including a, his mobile an, emitter, including his mobile well, right, emitter. They actually comment on the mobile yeah. emitter that gets brought yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, here's here's why it works. Tell me. Because of Voyager's experimental bioneural gel pack driven computer. <laughs> well, we we know they we can know, copy. No, no, cancel. They can no. They can copy. They can copy non organic material because they copied uniforms. No, no, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying like they and the can. The com badge. Yeah. yeah, but just the fact that you know, if there was any doubt, the the computer is technically organic, so it's even easier. Yeah, but also like when uh, remember Voyager, the ship got stuck in the yeah. in the Silver Blood. Yep. So it the Silver Blood definitely got a good sample of of mm -hmm. Voyager to copy. So yeah. I buy it. Yep. And oh, uh, another thing I thought of um, something I I picked up on. When they're in the astrometric lab and they're talking about when and um Tuvok and Chakotay are going through the past missions, mm. they they and when they got to the demon planet, they mentioned it was in the um fucking shit. Now I'm blanking on the name. It begins with a V. The Venkin Venkum Jankum. I don't fucking Jankum know. Jankum Pog. Venkman. Yes, the sector they named the, the where the planet was, mm. and it was the planet. From, it was the sector from Living Witness. So that, I think, confirms that Living Witness happened contemporaneously with, like, the, the backup of the Doctor in Living Witness is from the same time in chronology when the episode would have been. Yeah, yeah, because that's right. Because when we talked about it, we said we don't know when that yeah, happened. Yeah, we don't know when but... the backup happened, but it turns out that the backup must have happened right around the time of Demon, which was right around the time of Living Witness. Yeah. Hmm. So. Here's a silver blood cat. There seems I'm to be sorry. so many of this very, cat. I'm so sorry. Very He's bratty cat. so loud. You say hi, Glue? That's, that's French. Vaskin. Vaskin. Aww. Vaskin. There we go. Vaskin Robbins. He's a handsome kitty. He's very good looking. He's fucking annoying, though. <laughs> <laughs> <He> won't shut up. <laughs>
I, I knew this was gonna happen, and I was like, "Is there any other place I can conceivably get away from these cats?" And the problem is, there's just no doors. I I liked that. Um, apparently, Seven didn't spend any time in engineering during the development of this new warp core. You know, because the reason Bolana died first is because she's been like touching the warp core all day, every day. <laughs> And I, I guess Seven of Nine just wasn't working on the new engines at all because she managed to last longer than everyone else uh, as well. Poor well, like technology, stuff. you know. I mean, no, if, it's if still copied. Back, if we're going back to around that time, Belana didn't care for uh, Seven. Oh, that's true. True. So yeah. it's possible that like Seven was not allowed to help with the with the engine. That's yeah, fair. That's fair, actually. Like, and in fact, that scene where when Bellana is supposed to be going to her honeymoon and she's like begrudgingly putting, mm. leaving it in seven's care. You can tell she's like, eh, I don't really want to go. I mean, I do, but also no, my baby. Well, it's a mix of, Oh no, my baby. And also, Oh God, Tom is going to pick the dumbest honeymoon. Yeah. His, his choice of honeymoon was, did not sound very fun. It was no. very Tom. Yeah, I want to hang out at a hotel for a week. What? A hotel no. in 1920 Chicago. Like, maybe, I don't know, does Bolana have any interests that maybe no. you could have, like, could have gone off of? Yeah. Champagne? Like- no, it's illegal, so there will be no That's champagne. right, yeah. <laughs> no, that thing is, it's genuine bathtub hooch, so there's a good chance it could kill them. Ah, there you go. Mm. We're going like, to drink uh, this with the safeties off. <laughs> that's funny. I loved Harry's little like uh <laughs> they're saving the pain sticks for the bedroom oh, and the honeymoon. I hated that. Genuinely I, genuinely hated that, not the way I hate and yet love No, that this. was like this that's like the, that's like the the cringy uncle that says something awkward at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Or like when the man of honor or whatever the fuck best man when he when they like miss the assignment and forget the assignment but they just say really horrible things like now I know Tom and I remember when he was fucking four five women a Del- week all and they're Delaney like, oh sisters. my god no <laughs> oh. Delaney sisters the Delaney cousins even the Delaney mother if you know what I mean so one thing that was good though was I a few weeks ago I said oh man it's been a while since they brought up Harry's clarinet I wonder if it'll ever come up again and it did oh that was cute he played at the at the wedding they were playing heart and soul. They were. I don't domain. think in the future they would still be throwing rice. I think a lot of the really stupider customs that we do today for no fucking reason would just stop. Yeah. I haven't well, been to a really wedding do, that threw rice, rice in probably 40 years. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't do rice 30 now years, maybe. I'm not like, 40 yet. Pigeons or whatever. <laughs> I was about to say, they, they throw the rice and then like some bird alien eats it and its stomach explodes. Yes. Poor hyper chicken lawyer. Yes. I yeah. like that we still see the, the doctor doing his photography thing. Mm-hmm. Some good continuity there. Yep. Yeah, apparently, uh, though, Rossi, you started to bring this up last time. Apparently, the board just never assimilated Denobulans because they are yeah. all about multiple partners. Oh, is that the Enterprise doctor? Uh, they yeah. don't exist yet, so. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Seven's attitude and then that doctor later, which I only know through reputation. I feel like someone on the production team was kind of like was must have been non-monogamous or had non non-monogamous uh, aspirations. Well, if he were still alive, it would have been Gene. But yeah, yeah. But yes, that was a little unexpected. You know, it's like, wow, you, you've gone from just not seeing the point of romantic partnership to being like, I got to make up for lost time. Yeah. Mm. I need to fuck my way through space and more power to her. 
Yeah, I mean, she, well, she, I don't know. It was fine. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, cause it, well, there was that time with, uh, with Harry Kim where Harry Kim was like, Hey seven, I kind of like you. And seven and I was just like, okay, do you want to like bang? Because strip. like, it's like, we could just go do that because she doesn't, she doesn't care. Like, she's just yeah. like, it's just another thing that people do. Whatever. It'll be yeah. better for efficiency and we'll both would, feel yeah, good. Would, so whatever. It would be illogical to fuck you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, God, look, I don't want to do this. Will they, won't they shit? Let's just do it and never speak of it again. For right. Sake. It's just like, well, we'll do it or not. But and this then, feels a little less like that and more just like, I, I want to try stuff. Yeah. Uh, which, again, yeah, I mean, that's fine, fine that's too. That, that, that still fits in with that attitude where it's she just like there there isn't that sentimentality to sex, but there it also isn't like this like preoccupation with like the productiveness of sex where sex is only important if you're if it's like resulting in procreation or like yeah. serves a purpose it's just you know it's it's just neither of those it's just you know sex is a thing whatever like it'd be better to do more of it than less okay speaking of doing more sex than less uh we have some good janeway chakotay scenes <laughs> mm. in which they have a weekly dinner now or maybe this this particular versions of them do a weekly dinner we, we have and, seen some dinners between real janeway and chakotay but yeah, yeah whether or not they are weekly for the real ones is not clear yeah but i thought they had a really nice rapport especially yeah. considering like chakotay is very in character when he's trying to say the crew is feeling this we're all having memories of being a pool of biomimetic fluid and Janeway says how what life even was that that wasn't even life Chakotay uh, sounds wants great to go, yeah I'm down Chakotay do wants it. to go back to the goo planet and build goo tubs yeah Yay! that's it that's it we're doing the end of Evangelion it's fine we're all gonna be goo <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the show. I know. I'm sorry. I was really hoping Chris would get that one. Yeah, of course no. you were. James and I are just trading references. Only Chris he and I and are going to get. Chris. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes Chris can have an inside joke as a treat. Um. But two I, oh, in one episode, flipping a table now. To, to your point from earlier, though, Ross, that I was thinking about, like Janeway. I feel like in a way, what happens? I almost interpreted it as goo Janeway. Like, when she finds out she isn't Janeway, like, Tom gets depressed, Chakotay stays Chakotay, Janeway decides, I am gonna Janeway extra hard to prove how Janeway I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's almost, like, play-acting at Janeway, and that's part of the reason she really overdoes everything. Yeah, there was another good line. I forget who said who says this. I think Janeway says, I'm going to get our people home where we belong. And I think Chakotay's line is, how do you know where we belong? And then I swooned again because holy shit, this episode just keeps punching you in the face with what is reality? Are we still people? What is a person? Yeah. Oh, God, my brain. I I don't know if I actually I don't know if this would actually have been better. But there's there's the moment where Janeway when after Chakotay dies because Janeway, oh, you know, just Janeway, Janeway outstubborns him, and so he just dies. Um, Janeway, Janeway's like, well, now that someone I actually care about is dead, I'm like, Balana, we're gonna let's turn around. Yeah. So um, the last episode, Tuvok just outstubborns Tom, and in no. this episode, Goo Janeway outstubborns Goo Chakotay. But so, so then she says, all right, turn around you know we're heading back to the demon planet i think it i think maybe it would have been nicer if she said all right let's turn around we're heading home mm. you know and, oh. and like acknowledging that like or you know it's like it's like we we need to go back to where we're actually from like it's our only hope 
that that would be interesting. I don't I, I don't know if it would have been better because then it would have it would have been like a very obvious change in, in Janeway. Like if you keep Janeway as actual Janeway's character, then home is but always going to be Earth. But yeah. 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 So so that's that's why I don't know if you'd yeah. necessarily it would be poignant, but maybe wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because the fascinating thing about this episode is they are all the same characters. Yeah. Yeah. They are all dealing with this new information and crisis in the way that their characters would. Also, I, I'm glad they didn't make Tom watch them turn Bellana into Sludge. <laughs> yeah, it would have been too much. Although they did keep Bellana's Sludge in like a beaker and just left it like <laughs> left they? it it's like yeah they oh, were yeah. like they were like so this is us <laughs> that had to be balana she was yeah. the only one that had bitten it at that point oh god it was just a tube of balana goo it's made now, even more tragic when she, they stick a wig on it is it possible she just reverted back into the silver blood and like no the, could, could work again they're dead they are i was dead. i was i was interpreting it as like whatever makes the silver blood able to be able to become alive is now destroyed and, and it's, yeah. it is dead dead there is that's, no hope in this episode jake yeah. none that's true man how bleak it, it is it's very bleak yeah yeah it's just oh they should have just put they should have just pushed the pushed the thing out of like the 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 probe with all of the everyone's logs and the data and stuff and they should have just pushed it out of a cargo bay. Yeah, but then it would have disintegrated too anyway. Didn't no, yeah, also because yeah, it was made of the same stuff. No, it, it wasn't. wasn't no, 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 it wasn't. Seven no. specifically made it out of stuff that they had acquired. Oh, yeah, yeah. they they onions yeah. and shit that uh, that Neelix yeah. picked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, Neelix was the one getting everything. So it, anything, it was him that you know made it possible. But yeah, no, it was it was stuff that was not oh, made okay. of that wasn't degrading. And That's the problem good. the problem was is it was like a probe, and they like tried to shoot it, but like the shooting mechanism broke. And uh-huh. then I th- I think they might have yeah. said like the w- the area it was in like buckled and like crushed Something it squished it um yeah. and like Jeez. even as a kid like after i after i watched the episode and had a good sad about it i was like why did they just take the prop and push it out of a cargo bay why did they need to shoot it this is why this happened yeah why not just leave it in the ship and when the ship falls to pieces it'll be just be the thing that remains like the black box of a plane yeah <laughs> Oh, maybe they were worried the ship was going to explode and not just disintegrate. I don't know. Mm. Oh, you know what I noticed? When they were planning to land on the Class Y planet that mm-hmm. the miners were being dicks on, uh, Janeway called a red alert instead of a blue alert. Oh. Well, which that's is what right. they usually call for when they're landing. Well, probably more dangerous this time because half the systems are borked. Yeah. Seriously, have there ever been miners in Star Trek that aren't awful? Keep thinking no, of other awful in, ones, okay. like the devil and the dark jerks. Yeah, they're <laughs> jerks. There's the jerks from Mud's Women. Jerks everywhere. They're all jerks. I really God, liked this episode. I, I again, I, I really I, liked it. It's so good, but I also despise it for making me feel the way it makes me feel. Yeah. So this was a Brian Fuller episode. And of course it was that motherfucker loves death. Right. But and making Chris sad. So it would have been really interesting. So Brian Fuller was going to be the original showrunner for Discovery. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is the this is the kind of writing you maybe would have been getting on Discovery. I wish we had. Me too. Bastard loves death, though. God yeah. damn it. Fire. Yeah, he's great. He's great. If you ever get the chance to hear Brian Fuller talk about Star Trek, it's always very entertaining because he gets very impassioned and swears a lot. Like us. Should yeah, invite him on. Invite probably him on the more, podcast. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we could get him. Yeah, do it. Yikes. 
Do it! Uh, Do it! Anyway, speak, speaking of us and us swearing all the time, fuck, I know Rossi needs to leave soon because he's sick with all of these diseases like love. Turning into goo as we I've speak. I've got the worst disease of all, which is family obligation. Damn. Kid, Not children, kid. though. I don't want anything to think I have kids and then I just like don't want to take care of them. This is like Christmas-related family James stuff. James hates It's totally children. different. And this has been James. <laughs> Right. I'm not James is, James is off. Good seeing you, James. I hope we see you again soon. Good to see you as well. Thank you so much for having me. And good luck. Thank oh, you and for my favorite. Us for my my favorite. My say what the blogtivity is so I can tell you my favorite. Okay, okay. As soon as Rossi leaves, we're all going to talk about different diseases in Star Trek. My favorite disease is the one that turned Jordy into a weird salamander thing that went invisible. I don't think that was a disease. It was totally a that, disease. He got a disease. His friend like, got a disease too because they were on the planet. It was a disease. Okay. That was de-evolution. It was not a disease. No, that no, that's that Genesis. That, one. Yeah, that, was, that was a disease. Thank you. Why does yeah. everything turn into lizards in this fucking show? Thank you. Thank Take you care and good night. the Star Trek ever. Bye. Bye. Bye, Rossi. Thank you, Rossi. Thank you. So yeah, aim space diseases. Yeah, of which there are many. So I expected there to be more like like legit like outbreaks of disease in this episode based on the title, the disease. No, no, you fool. But whoops, foiled again by Star Trek. Uh, mm. But we're going to talk about like all the different diseases and plagues and shit like that that we see our favorite doctor characters and some of our less favorite doctor characters have to cure or not cure or, you know, just let run rampant. It's fine. Or have cured for them by their hot new meteorite girlfriend. Which one are you referring Comet, to? Astrid. Uh, for the world is hollow and I've touched the sky. Yay! McCoy I have that one on my list. has some kind of incurable space disease, but luckily the asteroid... Thank you. The asteroid people can cure it, so... On the one hand, hooray, he's cured. On the other hand, he can't stay with his hot asteroid girlfriend anymore. There's no reason why he can't go back. True. My favorite one is renal failure, which, as we know... Uh, <laughs> Dr. McCoy cures with a pill uh, <laughs> right. in uh, Star Trek 4. What, what <clears throat> disease did she have? I, I well, she needed dialysis, so yeah, probably renal failure. Pro well, maybe diabetes. Like diabetes sometimes leads to that. But yeah, yeah There's a lot of stuff that requires dialysis. Yeah. Renal, renal failure. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Either way, she grew a new kidney with whatever pill he gave her. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Real okay. talk, though, uh, the quickening or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, the quickening. Yeah, that's, that's a great plague. Good, good episode for plagues. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I also love that we get Dax being like Julian, you arrogant little fuck. It was uh, the first major blow to his uh, ego. Yeah, was that that was before he didn't win the Cunningham or whatever the fuck Carrington. That's oh wow, God, yeah, I forgot all about that. Not sure what order that went in. Was it? <laughs> Was it after he turned 30, which as we know is <laughs> Oh, ancient. that is basically death. Yes, yes. That, that should be considered a disease. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, super space aging. That's been a disease twice now. Which ones mm. are you thinking of? Deadly Years yeah. and the one with Pulaski. Yeah, that's uh, Unnatural Selection. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, two different, very different aging plagues. Mm. Is, I guess... Is space madness technically a disease? I'd I guess say it is. is. Yeah, yeah it's contagious. It from, well, yeah. We, we, we're, are we talking about the the TOS one? That kind of space madness. Yeah. I'm talking about both. They can well, time but, and they can. I mean, now. it's the same. It's the same madness. It's the same. It's not really a disease, is it? Because it like well. 
It's a, is it's it, a, you get, so it you get infected. It changes your water it. into wine, doesn't it? I mean. Yeah. Well, it makes it so that you process water as though it were alcohol. And it is communicable, but I, is it a disease or is it like a parasite, a species? I, I, I guess it's a disease. I would say definitely a disease. Like, yeah, it, it, it came from uh, like basically a contagion. Yeah. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Correction, sir. Blown out. What? <laughs> My favorite disease is disease by Matchbox 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, the unnatural selection, something Caitlin already, I think, kind of alluded to is the uh, Barclays whatever disease that causes people to reactivate oh, dormant God, yeah. That, that's uh, right. I forgot genes. it was like a mutated flu or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was a mutated T-cell. Okay. That, but that aren't she had T-cells, injected into him. Aren't T-cells the ones that fight off infection? Yeah, so he had he he was sick, and then Beverly injected him with some synthetic T cells to try and ward off whatever flu he had or whatever, and it mutated in his body and started making everybody de evolve into other things. Mm. God, what a bad episode! But yeah, T cells are the ones that recognize. Like I think that's like when you get a vaccine, the T cells see the dead virus and they say, "Oh, okay." And then they come back later and they're like, oh, okay, this is the real deal. We know how to deal with this because we've met it before. That's what T-cells do. Not to be confused with T. Earl Grey hot cells. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, So here's here's another obvious one. Fucking Miri with everybody everybody turning. Children children are a disease, aren't they? Yeah. Once once you're an adult, you just die of this Uh, disease. It's a grup. God damn it, Jake. (laughs) That's what I was about to say, you fucking... (laughs) God, speaking of bad episodes. Yeah. No, Miri. Miri's just Oh, yes. Terrible. Yeah. They do okay, a good so job keeping it contained. I'll tell I'll give them that. Yeah. This is a little different because we don't actually see it, but there's that planet that kidnaps Kirk because they want to Yes. Infect themselves with the something Mark of he Gideon. had. Yeah, yep, yeah. Because yep. they had overpopulation. Yeah. Mm. My God. We need your diseases. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, which is why I was thinking about the whole why why don't we just infect people all the time? Well, Kirk tried. <laughs> uh, what about Babel? Babel. Babel's a good one. They have the aphasia disease. Not to be confused with Journey Two. Okay, get, but, so you said Babel, uh, and I thought Journey to Babel. I was like, what? I don't, getting stabbed isn't a disease. It's, that's that's <laughs> attempted murder. No, the um uh the one where on yeah, DS Nine yeah. where they they can't speak. Yeah, that's yeah. And they're dying. <laughs> And mm-hmm. they're dying, yes. But it's <laughs> exasperated by the fact that they cannot speak. So there's also Angel One, if we want to harken back to fucking season one TNG days, when so, so there's all the bullshit with the ladies happening on planet. Yeah. But on the ship, the reason why they can't just all be going back and forth from the ship is because there's a a illness that is going oh, around yeah. that was caused by like something that smelled like flowers or something. I forgot all about that. Everyone that got really sick. Bad. Mm. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, of too many plots. Isn't there like a really serious scene where Bev is pretty sure they're all going to die? So she's like trying to get Wesley ready to die or something? I think that's right. Oh my God. How bleak. Speaking of smelling the flowers, what? how do we feel about... Um, Justice? This- no. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> uh, plant, flower planet from the TOS. side of paradise. Oh, that, uh, is that a disease? I mean, that, it's you get spores and then you, you're you kind of get lose high. your mind. 
That's a good question. Hmm. But you it's have like to. Aller- it's more like allergies than a disease, you know. Well, allergies mm. would be a disease, I would say. The is thing it? is, it's, and I, I don't know, like, by the scientific definition, does a disease have to be communicable? Because it seems like the only way to get it is directly from the flower. No, because it got on the ship and got into the spores, got into the air vents on the ship, and everybody got it. Well, yeah, like, yes. But that's what I mean. That was like the spores had to be. I don't think, no. A a disease just means any malady, I would say. Okay, I I wasn't sure, to be honest. I think what we need to do is delineate between what is a condition and what is a disease. Mm. And I I don't know if there's a good way of saying what that is. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. We could probably skip it. I mean, I would say a disease is are you sick? Fair enough. Right? Like, what what are we talking about? Because there's. If we're going to get, uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. what about syndromes? Where do syndromes fit Oh, in? God, no, not ah. syndromes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where syndromes are. This is what... Monologuing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could start with the dictionary definition. What does disease mean? Ken was wondering. Yeah. Deep inside me, baby, feels. <laughs> Sorry. A disorder. Uh, of structure or function in a human, animal, or plant, especially one that has a known cause and a distinctive group of symptoms, signs, and anatomical changes. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, also in uh, season one TNG, our good friend, our be- our bestest friend, Admiral Jameson, he has Iverson's disease. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I forgot he actually had something aside from just old. Yeah, he had this disease, and he when he I think when he got young, it got it cured him. That sounds like a possible thing, maybe. Also, just generally being a dick. So that guy. Well, that's just because he was an admiral. That's not a disease. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have uh, Sarek, who, speaking of being old, has... Oh, yeah. Tubin? Was that what it was? Tubin syndrome? No, but I I can't think of it. I remember what they called it. But, yeah. Bendy. Bendy syndrome. syndrome. Yep, yep. What the hell is Tubin syndrome? I have did I no make, fucking did I make clue. that up, or is that just like oh, another word the, I've heard? Is that what's the thing that um Quark thinks he has that the doctors say he's gonna die? Is that Tubin syndrome? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I forgot. Maybe, I know. Maybe like Bendy and tube, like Bendy tubes, <laughs> and like my brain sure. made made words. I know that Picard has iromotic syndrome. In so he has iromotic syndrome in all good things, and then in. Season one of Picard, he has some other neurological disease that, spoiler alert, he dies from. Spoilers. Um, Jesus, Jake. Um, I'll put it in the description. Guys, what you actually, Jake, you were weirdly close. There's Tuvin syndrome, which is a neurological disease that mainly affects Romulans, Vulcans, Vulcans and Rigelians. Yeah. So it sounds like it's. Yeah, according to this, it it's similar to Lou Gehrig's disease. Where did two? So then, where did two? So I must have. It must be from some other Star Trek thing. In twenty three seventy five, Section thirty one was under the impression that Koval, oh, head of the right. Romulan Tal Shiar, yep. oh, had yeah. that's what Koval had. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That's where I got it. Speaking of Deep Space Nine, the infection of all of the changelings. <laughs> When they just start turning into flaky things. Yep, that fucking biological weapon section 31 made the fuckers. Yeah, eczema awareness. (laughs) Oh, God. Terrible. Oh, there's a good one in TNG. I'm just going through all the TNG ones while I can, while I'm sane. Because there's a lot. (laughs) So many. Um, In Haven, Troy's betrothed leaves her for a plague ship. Oh, that's right. 
That's right. That worked out for her because he was a he was a wet blanket. It worked out for him too. He got to go bang that hot chick. And Armin Shimmerman got to be a box. The best. He had the best outcome. <laughs> what else does TNG give us? Transporter psychosis. Mm, except he didn't actually have that. He was no, actually. But it's, there it's, were. But it is talked about a true, lot. So true, we, know, true. we know it is a disease that exists. It, yep, 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 yep. I think that's all I really had down for TNG because symbiosis, they didn't actually have a disease. They were just right. addicts. Yep. Addiction is a disease. Well, that's a psychological oh, disease, I guess. Well, no, there's a physical aspect. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, now we're, we've gone down the rabbit hole again. <laughs> I already but, cut okay. the rabbit hole. I'm not doing it again. Good. So good. Speaking of the rabbit hole, uh, shore leave disease. We got any of that? Was that a disease? No, that was just no. a machine. Uh, yeah. the, the phage. Quick, the phage. Yes, the phage. <laughs> oh, those disgusting. Oh, that's buggers. good. Turns you into boogers. Hate it. I did just skip over the rest of DS9 and TNG, though. Were, were there I any? Th that's all I could think of from the rest of those. Okay, okay. Well, uh, but anyway, are, are we supposed to talk about all of them or just our favorite ones? Yeah, yeah, just Whatever comes shit. to mind. I put all of them on the blog post, so this helps me collect them all. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Gotta catch them. Um, it also helps our listeners, because then they can go and check them all out on the blog post. And decide Ooh. what their favorite one is. No, no, never mind. He called. Uh. I was going to say something about time, but that's the fire in which we burn, not a disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's those gigantic virus things in macrocosm. Oh, God, that was such a bad episode. Oh, but yeah, yes, they yeah. are technically a disease. Would you call whatever Kess had in before and after? Oh, yeah, because everyone got that radiation sickness thing in before and after mm. when Kess was going back in time. Yeah, it was an attempt to cure something she had, I think, that yeah, caused yeah, the yeah. backwardsness. Well, wasn't the I don't remember what it was called, to, though. It was radiation poisoning. I will possibly look it up and put it on the Tumblr. There are a couple Enterprise episodes I don't know enough about, but they may end up on the Tumblr as well. Mm. Question for Jake, because I know Jake has caught up on Lower Decks. Would you call whatever happened to Ransom in the premiere a disease? I don't remember the premiere of <laughs> that show. Jesus. I think, I think there was some kind of a, a, an outbreak that happened in the premiere. Yeah, oh, I don't, I, I don't remember. That's one of the very early episodes I actually saw. Yeah, there was some kind of something going around. Yeah, that was probably a disease, wasn't it? Sure. Sure. Let's go with sure. Let's take it. Yeah, and the last ones I have are Strange New World episodes. Because if there are if there are any in Discovery, that show all blends together in a generic shape of Michael oh. Burnham, and I remember exactly nothing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but the Doctor's daughter has something. Yes. Yeah. In Strange New Worlds, the Doctor's daughter has um that has the something. Does Murph get a cold at some point in Prodigy, or am I making that up? Oh, I feel like I remember he, Murph sneezing. No, he, yeah, because he goes through uh, crabination. Mm. <laughs> and the uh, last one is there's an episode of Strange New World where everyone gets this weird, like, light disease. Oh, yeah. Where I they start getting killed that. by light. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, wow. God, my memory is terrible. That was only a few months ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We were all just blinded by Anson Mount's beauty. It's completely natural. That hair. Oh, what about did we didn't do did we mention whatever it was that uh, required Chakotay and Janeway to build tubs on that planet? Oh no, we didn't. Oh, That's I, a yeah, good one. I mentioned the tubs earlier, but I did not. Yeah, that was resolutions. Yeah, good, weird. Good, good thought, Jake. Weird. I don't know if they named it because I think it was unique to them. So it was probably the Janeway Chakotay disease from that day forward. Mm. Which gave they just called it Janeway's disease. There was already a Chakotay's disease. 
Also named for Chakotay. It's the disease that makes you take your clothes off whenever you meet someone new. Yeah. And offer to build them a tub. Glue, come on. Glue, I need like five more minutes of you not yelling. Glue, glue is trying to contribute. What, do you, what? What is it, girl? Boy? I don't actually know. They're boys. What is it, boy? Do you remember an episode we've forgotten? Is there something from TAS we're not thinking of? Oh my god, there is! Oh my god, what? there actually is! <laughs> Thank the you, Albatross! Glue. Good job, Glue. The Albatross? The Albatross, where everyone gets sick because they went through what, an aurora in space. And they oh, want to yeah. kill McCoy for it, and god damn it. Yeah. Sure, why not? What a terrible god show. damn it, T-A-S. Thank you, Glue. Oh, I thought of one. It's the one where you lose your memories and then move in with some Native Americans. <laughs> I believe it is called the Paradise Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, there's also uh, the one where you lose your mind and fly directly into a space amoeba called the immunity syndrome. <laughs> uh, the one where we had to work with Mangala. To well, that wasn't a, a disease. That was what, could, what uh, was the deal? A species had latched onto her and was using. Oh, her that's as life right. Support. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I f- I'd forgotten what the setup was. We for were yeah. doing an alien. Yeah. Like the movie Alien, not like the kind of al- doing an alien where there's regulations against it. Unless you're Riker. To be to be clear. Yeah, Riker refused to read that book or take that course. Mm. Is getting bitten by species 8472 qualify? Um, only if they give you a disease through like their saliva or something. Well, I mean, like, whatever like whatever Harry Kim had that made him start to turn into a plant or, or whatever whatever was happening to him. Yeah, that's Oof. a good question. But they needed to use the nano the nanoprobes to fix them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That sounds that, like that doesn't sound like a disease. That sounds like a side effect. Poisoning almost. But as we all know, the real disease is love. We do, we do. Yes. Thanks to Harry, Harry and his strange shaped boner. <laughs> I've broken Chris. Oh dear. Oh no. Things have gone wrong. Mm. Uh, so join us next week for more boners. <laughs> as are you okay? I hope next week's at least one of next week's episode does involve weird alien sex now, just so that's appropriate. Oh no! I mean, it could just be hijinks, right? In the in like the old definition of the term, a boner is just like a um, a, a there you go. or a yes, joke. That's exactly mm. what I meant. You dare laugh at the Joker's we're boner. Always, we're always pulling boners on this podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a real boner earlier today. I'm just kidding. I didn't. Oh, good. I was going to say, I hope not. <laughs> I was just trying to be suggestive. Gross. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, so next week, join us for more as we continue on through The Voyager. We are doing the episodes The Fight and Think Tank. Unless we do these out of order again, TBD, I forget what order things are going to go in. If not, Chris may do another, another very sneaky insert. We'll find out. I'm already oh, out of I ideas. Don't like the, I don't like the sound of very sneaky insert. <laughs> uh, boners. Oh no. And if you want to see what diseases I thought qualified as diseases and put on the Tumblr, you can check them out over on the link below or at sshbpodcast.com check out all the different things people are getting horribly sick from what an appropriate appropriate time we live in yeah hey, so be excited they're talking about-, about maybe bring back mask mandates when we're recording this so yay Ooh, I love well probably that. not a bad fucking idea yeah it just sucks that it has to come to that yep i love it because i hate showing my face in public it's I good for it. the winter too because you know if you're yeah, outside it's cold. 
I love it because it really makes a lot of uh, anti-vax chuds mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like it. Sweet. Well, next week, as I said, we're doing those things. Hang out with us then. Until then, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always Chris. Chris. No one here in here is named Chris. <laughs> What did we actually watch? We actually watched a slightly different episode. Uh, it's called The Disease. The real disease is love. Ah, uh, you've ro- you broken my joke, Chris. Fuck, sorry. Cut Boo. that. Go on, Ames. Pretend it didn't happen. He can edit right. it out.